You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. children are so that was the line taylor i was gonna start last week's episode with and i forgot <laughs> and i was really mad at myself because we related got to oh because we because all the lost children right thing. yes yeah. yes <laughs> see mike we talked about this before we started recording i have no recollection of what we recorded last week but That's right very strange Yes. Normally, yeah. Normally, I am better at remembering, but I don't know. I, so what is I that, Taylor? Know. Like pandemic brain? Like what's going on? Is that just Yeah, the brain? we can crack that up to pandemic brain. A little well, haze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole haze that has been the past how many years? I don't even know how many years it's been, but the vast majority of this show. Yeah, too many years. Um, well, welcome, Tyler. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Um, yeah, here I am. You're, you're here to talk some Star Trek. Yeah, amazing. it's you know it's in my contract. That every time you you even mention <laughs> Star Trek, I I need to show up for at least a little bit. And so that's the, the last time that I think Star Trek was mentioned on the podcast was when you had the creator on to come on as like a, well not a creator but a friend who knew someone that worked on Discovery it's like to come on. And um, I'm I'm sure there's like I'm sure I'm gonna get compensated somehow for that Star Trek showing up and me not being able to be around and talk about it. We'll 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 talk about it off mic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could discuss that. That was that was when uh, Taylor threw me under the bus. Um, that that was that episode. Honestly, like, couldn't wait. Best couldn't part wait. of all of twenty twenty one. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait to be like, isn't that the Star Trek hate? <laughs> I couldn't wait to say it. I'm like, yes. Just yes, keeping things Taylor. real, Mike. Yeah, keeping that's things what you do. Keeping things real. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, what what I'm really excited about is this is the first time. That we're doing Star Trek and Taylor, you've stuck around for it. You're actually going to talk Star Trek with us. Yeah, and it's not because I'm like anti Star Trek. It's just I um, I've seen a couple episodes now because Dan's been watching it. The one with Picard, not Picard, mm-hmm. but the one where the guy like Mister mm-hmm. Trek: The Next Generation. Yep, yep. Mister X. I mean Q. No, what's the guy no, from Professor, Professor X? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Tyler yeah, speaks X. Tyler oh. speaks Taylor, so he understands. Oh, so anyways, I see. I see oh. I've seen a couple of the, or like not full episodes, but you know, like dropped in. Like recently, they like encountered an ancient civilization that was like changing the DNA of their starship, and there was oh, like a sun god. And oh, yes, a moon yes. god. Oh, was, not that one. Yeah, that's, saw, that's a season seven classic. So I saw some of that. I saw, there was one where a cat spot was having her baby. So anyways. Oh, yes. oh yeah. So that's actually I, that's one of my favorite episodes. That I only I only got a little bit of that one. But um needless to say, I'm just not educated enough to do a Star Trek. But I have educated myself. I have watched a pilot, and we are going to talk about that specific pilot. And if and, you guys go yeah, off script yeah. and start talking about like Star Trek lore, obviously I don't have an opinion. I can only all of but my you- comments <laughs> need to be reserved for this 
pilot but you can, episode. You can give an opinion. I mean, people love to hear from you when it comes to things that are my hot takes. Yeah, my like, uneducated you know, hot takes. You know, our fans love it when you talk Marvel and you talk Star Trek, and you're like, you like they. You know that they come out in droves for this. I mean, we have so many fan questions about this week that right. we haven't even done the episode yet. And here we are with so many questions and it's because they love it. Like they, they love, and you'll do anything for your fans. I think you've proven that time and time again. And they love Tyler. Maybe, oh, yes, the, yes. maybe the turnout is for Tyler and not Taylor. Ty- yeah. Tyler's a, Tyler's a, a famous guest, famous <laughs> guest now. Uh, one of our, one of our regulars. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, it was time as far as I was concerned to talk about Star Trek again and I thought this would be good to to keep Taylor around. We've been wanting to do this for a while. We're going to talk a little bit about why I, I picked this episode um, to talk about. But I thought it was time, considering last week's episode and that I've hit a bit of a wall. I thought, let's talk Star Trek. That always brings me back. <laughs> so, Need a little shot in the arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you listen to the show, Tyler. You know the wreck that was last week. So we just we, we needed to do something different. Things are a little stressful. Switch gears. <laughs> over here. We're, we're yeah. switching gears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But, Taylor, you alluded to something that um, I wanted to talk about is that you said, okay, we're going to talk about a pilot episode. According to our fans... We picked the wrong pilot episode. Yeah, uh, from um, my understanding, you picked the worst series. <laughs> okay, well, no, okay, yeah. I was told, I was informed, <sighs> why did they pick that one? That's like okay. the worst. Okay, let me explain it. I'm going to explain it right now, and then we'll get into the fan questions and let all the hate come in. But, the, like, okay. It's, we're, we were never, ever going to introduce Taylor to Star Trek with the first episode of the original series or the first episode of Next Generation, because those are not traditional TV pilots. They don't explain anything. They don't build any character. They just throw you into it. Like Encounter at Farpoint is not a good pilot in terms of how you introduce a series. It's a pretty good episode, and like for a terrible first season that Next Generation had. It was probably one of the better episodes of that season. But I don't think it's a traditional pilot where you actually build the world a bit and then go on an adventure and set things up. Whereas Enterprise, to some extent, Deep Space Nine and definitely Voyager do that. Their pilots introduce characters, build a bit of a scene, and then send them off. So that was reason one. Reason two, I felt this needed the least amount of backstory. To get but yet you Taylor. gave me like a paragraph text. It was a small paragraph. Oh, come on. That's a small paragraph. <laughs> That's how I know. This, guys, this is how I know Mike like really wanted to set me for an optimal viewing experience. Never does text does Mike text me being like, okay, this is what you need to know. Like Mike was like, here's the bare bones of the background of what you need to know going into the show. It was a small paragraph. And I would have had to give you even more. Like I would have had to if we were to do Deep Space Nine, which comes up in the fan questions, the Deep Space Nine pilot, a lot of people think it's the best pilot of, yeah. of Star Trek. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think but, I would too. But but Tyler, don't you also agree that if we would have set Taylor up. We have to explain everything about the Borg, what happened to Picard, and the Maquis. Yeah. And like, well, not the Maquis, but like the, the Bajor and Cardassians and like all that stuff that was set up in season six of Star Trek The Next Generation that helped that pilot mm-hmm. take off. Like, I feel like there's more backstory that Taylor would need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't because give me the Next Generation. Background. 
Sorry to no, cut you off, Tyler, but yeah, go for Mike it. Mike doesn't give me any background when he throws me into a Marvel movie. I didn't get any background <laughs> with the Eternals. Well, I, I did. Okay, but uh, I, I don't have, I don't have a defense for that. But I guess I just I feel that Marvel does an okay job of of trying. Or at least their whole point with Marvel is they try to bring in new audiences. So they try right. to give you some backstory and they change it a lot from the comics. So you never yeah. know where they're going to go. I just felt with Star Trek and you're acting like I gave you a book to read. I I'm just, you, like, I'm just torquing you up. Like, I'm going to no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to look at it right now. I'm pretty sure I sent you three sentences. I don't know. From the sound of it, it's seeming more like the Iliad or like Paradise Lost, like one of those epic poems that really just like got into the like down and dirty with like the future of humanity and what we have to look forward to as a race. Okay, it, it is a it is dates. a solid paragraph. I did I did, I did give her dates and I did. Give, <laughs> shall, shall we read it? I'm going to read it on here. Yes, I'm going to read it on here. Let's do this. We got this. Okay, uh, this is my text to to Taylor. A little background. In 2060 or so, a a human discovers how to travel faster than the speed of light. This comes a year after a terrible third world war. This show picks up 100 years later as humans are ready to head out into deep space under the guidance of the Vulcans, an alien race that made first contact with humans when they discovered that they could travel faster than the speed of light. That's really what you need to know background wise. And then Taylor, sweet, thanks for the background. <laughs> where, where's like, <laughs> I didn't know her spot response was, wow, I don't get, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was being polite. <laughs> sweet, thanks for the background. And then she like, went on with her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Enterprise was surprising to me as a choice originally. But then I think as I thought about it more, you're kind of right that like Deep Space Nine and Voyager are two like deeply linked to the the series that came before them. Um, Star Trek, the original series is just like, it's, it's going to be really hard to get someone of a modern audience to watch the first episode of that show. It's like, and really like attached to it in any meaningful way. The only competitor I think would be encounter at Farpoint. Um, that's the only other pro- for like next generation. That's the only other pilot that I could see. We might be able to do something in here, but I think there's interesting stuff to talk about with the enterprise pilot. So I'm excited. Yeah, and it is the worst series in terms of like comparing the four. I still think it was very underrated. Like I think there's a lot of good that happens in this series, but it also it's the closest to our time and it's the least like it was it was the pilot came out in 2001 as opposed to the early 90s. Like it's it's at least a little bit closer. So I just thought for Taylor it would be a little bit more, you know, on par. But apparently that has already people said disagree yeah a lot of people disagree because <laughs> i'm going to read some fan questions here we got to get in some fan questions i'm going to read a couple of them so the first one here i'm going to read who is it? it was jamie yeah okay uh so jamie writes in and says i cannot believe that you're throwing away this opportunity to talk about star trek with taylor and you picked broken bow from enterprise <laughs> why would <laughs> why wouldn't you do literally any other pilot or literally any other episode from any of the series. You have to explain this. I really don't understand. And that comes from Jamie. Um, and I just explained it. So that's that's my reasoning. I stand by that. I think there's the least amount of background. That's you went for accessibility, Mike. Yes, I was trying to give you, like, you know, I do this with you all the time. Like, I, I want Taylor to be in the best 
position possible to try to like this. You ease (laughs) me into it. Yeah. And there is something interesting as well that like I've seen the Enterprise pilot, but I haven't watched the series really. So this is the only pilot that provides us a spectrum of experience. As in we have Mike who's seen it, seen the whole series, loves it. Tyler, seen it like I saw the only the pilot back when it first came out when I was in high school. Haven't seen anything since, but I do like Star Trek in general. And then Taylor, who is like act, is like actively purports to hate space movies, so we're gonna have <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> yeah, see, that's even a better way to put it. See, that's why it was all done in very genius ways. Yes. Um, our next fan question, along the similar veins, uh, comes from our pal Austin. Um, who says, if I had a little more time, I actually had a really cool game that was going to be played when you did this episode where Tyler and Mike would be pinned against each other in a sort of question and answer themed game that Taylor would run. I don't have enough time to do it this time, but I really hope the three of you will come together again and do this sometime in the future. And I promise to have the game ready by then. I'm really disappointed you're not doing deep space nines pilot i think that maybe that should be the next one you do when you make taylor watch star trek again signed austin um so yeah that's the second email where people are just like you picked the wrong pilot already (laughs) i see that i've committed to another star trek episode austin Austin is our our producer so i mean I guess we don't have a choice. <laughs> so you're doing another one. Um, and then this is the last uh, hate uh, email about the pilot. Now, this one's interesting. I don't think, I'm not sure if they've written in before. Um, this is Sarah, but I don't think it's a Sarah who's written in before because I didn't recognize the email. Um, Sarah says, hi, screening in Kingston. I'm really excited to hear all the Star Trek talk coming to your podcast. However, I'm very confused as to why you would start with Enterprise. Are you going in order <laughs> to do this chronologically <laughs> in the universe or is this there's some other reason why you picked this one but i'm really excited to see your thoughts i'd love to to introduce non-star trek fans to trek for the first time and that's from sarah um yeah i mean should, maybe we should do that tyler i say that's should, an interesting idea <laughs> we chronologically go through all of star trek forget pilots Let's watch all 700 episodes oh, of Star Lord. Trek on a, on a weekly podcast where Taylor has to watch all of them. What would we call it? Because that's not screening in Kingston. No, that would be like Taylor Taylor's Trek. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, I will say, if we, if we were like in a position where we're paying people, I, I think you would do it for money, Taylor. Like, I think if you had, like, if it, I if would your do a job lot of things for podcast, money. <laughs> I think you'd be like, yeah, I'll do a weekly. Yes, weekly I would. I would. Show. If I was a full time podcaster, mm-hmm. definitely you could sign me up. Mm-hmm. I think Taylor's Trek sounds like a great podcast. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. I'd, say, I, I'd get down with that. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that, like, kind of go through star trek all the way and kind of look at things so no that's a very interesting idea sarah um but yeah we're just talking the pilot of enterprise today we might be able to convince taylor to come back but tyler and i i don't know if you're new to the podcast or 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 what have you but tyler and i have done several star trek episodes before and you can find them on our podcast they're always just labeled star trek this that the other but we've done quite a few star trek talks and this won't be the end of it like i'm sure there's so much more to talk about well apparently Um, i have a new job Yes. Yeah. Taylor's new job is to review Star Trek. 
I think I don't know. I, I feel like I couldn't handle it. I think it'd be too painful to, what? to listen listening to, Taylor, to me to rip to rip into Star Trek for all four five TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> like, my my wife has a has a tendency like her and I have very different tastes in movies. Actually, I have very different tastes in movies from most human beings, as has been encountered on this podcast before. Um, yeah, so... yeah, it sounds, it sounds like she's more closer to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as in as in if as in, I did not take her to go see the movie Her Smell, but if I had, I can guarantee that her her take would have been very similar to that uh, otherwise expressed on this podcast. But there's been many times where I've been sitting there and turned and be like, "Isn't this great?" And then I have to engage in a twenty. 20- a 30 minute conversation about why in fact it wasn't and you know it's it's it's, it's great is like, it is good because it really sharpens my my intellect and makes me really have to like fight for my like my opinions on things at the same time i think 700 episodes just having to defend every single episode would be a little bit jarring <laughs> to the soul <laughs> that's fair that's fair um i mean yeah her smell. What a terrible piece of trash. <laughs> okay, um, now, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Star um, Trek day, Mike. Yes, it's a Star Trek day. It's a Star Trek day. Yeah, um, you and I are supposed to be on the same side for this episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Um, okay, uh, we, we have a little bit of time here. I'll just go through a couple fan questions that are non-Star Trek related. And if I didn't get to your fan question this week, we will have it on to next week's episode. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but we'll go through a couple more in the few minutes that I've allotted questions um this these questions are from josh the inquisitor because we've got to hear from him every episode uh taylor this is a specific question for you um oh he's asking a question that he should know the answer to (laughs) have you watched archive 81 on netflix clearly he's a couple episodes behind we know he doesn't watch the show but normally he's much more normally he's much more intuitive with he's his busy question, right now. He, he, his... He's got a lot of stuff going on. So Fair I think enough. He's Fair just, enough. He's I'll let him off the hook. I have watched it. I love it. I recommend it to people. I had given my review before I had watched all the episodes. It kind of lags in the se- second half, but the mm. last episode like really brings everything together and does set it up for a possible second season. So, so you think it had a strong finish in the end? Like yeah. You were, you yeah. were happy with it? Okay. It was weird. Like I don't like I don't think too hard when you watch it, you know. But it's a it's a genre piece, so just go, roll with it. But I did I liked it. Okay. It was a see it for me. A see it. Um, and then Josh's question for me is: Do you have sa- sound canceling headphones? And if not, has the past week pushed you towards considering purchasing them? Um, <laughs> I don't have sound canceling headphones. I have a decent set of headphones that I use for gaming. That's like a headset that does block out a lot of sound, but unless you have something playing, you're still going to hear stuff. Like it's not true noise canceling. Um, but I, I have seen the value of that <laughs> very recently. <laughs> I've, I've seen why people want to you know, get rid of sound. Um, quick fan question and comment. So this is actually, uh, I think Taylor, this is, my mother responding to you um, for some things you asked uh, last week. Uh, so if Mike ever got lost. Yes. And here's, here's the answer. <laughs> she said, the only time I almost lost a child was in the mall. Mike was a baby in a stroller and his sister who was three and a half and thought it would be funny to hide in the clothing rack. 
So for a brief second, mm. my heart dropped, but then I heard the giggles. <laughs> so there you go. So I guess she never lost any of her children. So Tyler, I'm sure you you heard this. This is one of the rants I thought I'd get in trouble for. I was comparing yes. losing a human to losing a refrigerator. I do and, remember that, yes. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> so I, it's good to know that my parents are also in that they haven't lost a child, but... Uh, there you go. That kind of explains. Mike, what if your mom, this would never happen, but what if she wrote in and was like, yeah, I did lose a child. Mike had an older brother. <laughs> yeah, we don't know where Spencer is today. <laughs> so Mike needs to be a little bit more sensitive when yeah. talking about Mr. Yeah, that would, that would, that would, uh, that would shut me up. <laughs> that, yeah. that would do it. Yeah, I mean, I'll... I was half joking. I was half joking. <laughs> and I know it's Yes, and I know that things happen. And when when I wasn't even thinking human beings being the res- the response and the reason for that, which most of our you know at least the movie I watched last week, the theme was a human gets involved and takes a kid, which is different. I just thought it was funny to think of like if you lost a big piece of furniture, that would be strange. You know, humans are kind of big. <laughs> you know, hard to lose. But anyway. Um, also, uh, Mike, you got off scot free one week. Don't push it. Don't. That's true. I shouldn't. I shouldn't <laughs> just keep bringing it up. I'm going to bring back the Joss Whedon stuff, and it's just going to get me into so much trouble. So we'll push <laughs> forward. Anyway, my mom has more to say. Uh, she has some insight about the turtle. So the turtle represents good slash God, while the clown is evil slash the devil in the novel of it. Mm. So that explains that. That answers our question about the, we were talking about turtles last week i guess i don't even remember is this. our existence just a turtle's dream that yes all the, right that was the quote <laughs> <laughs> that's got to go on the bingo card um and then uh she continues i like the ending of lost it was uh really the only way they could have ended it that it would make any sense it also explained the weird things that were always happening on the island mike did not spoil the ending in case you want to go back to it there's more to it and then in terms of the lost daughter she thought it was kind of weird that she took the doll i thought the family probably mob connected were going to kill her and that would have made more sense suicide by doll i don't understand any of this does that have to do with the movie yeah so i had mentioned my biggest contention with the movie was that she stole this adult woman like in her 50s or like i don't know she's like 49 or whatever she steals a child's doll and that's like the main plot point and it just like it did not make sense to me. And clearly, your mom agrees. Why? Why did she steal this doll? I don't yeah, get it. Good question. Um, we're we got one more. I completely forgot. There's one more Star Trek related fan question here. So I'm just going to quickly. This pull is a good up. segue. Uh, and yes, this will be this will be the last one to bring us in there. And this is from Alex. Um, Alex wants to know overall how do you feel Star Trek Enterprise was as a series? I guess this question might only be for Mike. I think I remember Tyler saying he's never actually watched it which I'm still confused as to why he hasn't. Maybe he can also explain that. But I'm just wondering your overall... <laughs> Being called um, out! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you call yourself a Trek fan. Where's yeah. your... <laughs> Alex is mad, and it's a Tyler, and that's awesome. Uh, and then he just finishes, he finishes off by saying, I'm wondering if you could just give me your overall thoughts on the series. I liked it a little bit more than most people seem to. And that's from Alex. So Tyler, why don't you answer this first? Why don't you explain yourself? explain yourself yeah well it's like for me i think there was a diminishing return with star trek as i went along because i I really enjoyed the original series when i was a kid that was like the thing that i was raised on then i became a a teenager and was able to pull myself away from my dad's prejudiced views towards anything that wasn't 
the original series and started to realize, you know, the next generation is really darn good too. And so I really enjoyed that. And then I was like the logical progression, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and every series further away was one that was more like, mm, okay, good, but still, and then, mm-hmm. eh, okay, good. And then Enterprise came out as a... Um, like the pilot actually came out when I was in high school. It's like, um, and so I watched it and I remember it's like uh, thinking to myself, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty good. Maybe I'll come back to this. And then, you know, the, the serialization of it having to tune in every week yeah. is like, or whatnot, just no, not like could not work with, with my life at that moment. And I just kind of never went back to it. And I've always kind of meant to, um, because there was enough in the pilot that made me intrigued. Um, and so I'm I say, I'm actually after watching the pilot, I did watch the next five episodes as well, because I'm, I'm thinking this is it. This is going to be the momentum I need to actually complete the Rick Berman Star oh, Trek is like a go. Excellent. So here we that, go. That's excellent. And then when you're done, you'll come back on the show and we'll talk about it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's great. And I, I get it because it, it, the pilot debuted when I was in high school, too. Um, and it was definitely harder the older you get to like get into the serialization, especially because like people have to realize in 2001, like in order to, to record something, you had to physically still tape it. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't this, or at least I don't think yet there was all this, like, Oh, you can just digitally DVR. record it. Like P- DVR. Yeah, yeah. Which I do now for like, I, I'm watching so many series, but I DVR and catch them up on the weekend. You know, I could just like roll through them. Um, you can't, you couldn't do that. Back, back then so it was a wednesday night or so whatever it was commitment to sit down and watch the new episode and then at that time we were i think still taping all of star trek episodes so we had all of them on vhs wow. every episode from every series so we were taping them to kind of keep them as we go um so that kind of helped but yes it, it was definitely a commitment i i like star trek enterprise i think it never really got a fair due i do think the creative team was a little tired and exhausted and they did some recycling of stories from Voyager. And you saw that a lot like Voyager recycled its own stories for a couple things. Like they were done. Like when they were dead Voyager, they were done. But what happened was, is there was so much pressure on the network to, to do another Star Trek series that as Voyager was ending, that they were just like, you have to do it or we're going to find someone random to do it. Like we, we need another Star Trek. So they, they, through this together. And what I liked about it was going back to kind of the beginning of before there was a prime directive, before there was a federation, and it's just a bunch of humans going out and like really making mistakes. Like the first, you're, you're only a couple episodes in Tyler. Like the first season, they just like screw up all the time. It's they like every episode. A, every episode, they're just like, I, we don't know what we're doing. Like, and I found that so interesting because they just like, everything they do is wrong. And it was very interesting. And then it got a second season was okay, but kind of retraced a lot of what they did in the first. Third season's a mess. And then the fourth season was actually quite good. And then the show got canceled. So I do like Star Trek Enterprise. I don't, I, I still don't, I would put it like, I rank it fifth of the five, but that's just because I love the other ones so much. Um, so Enterprise, I don't think got a, got a fair shakedown. So we're going to talk about it today. We're going to get a lot of cool opinions. And we're starting with the pilot episode, Broken Bow, 
season one, episode one. So we're going to go to Taylor first. That's how we're going to do this. We're going to go to Taylor first. And we're just going to review it like we would anything else. We'll just talk about what we liked about the episode, what we didn't like, what we thought worked, what was confusing. And then we'll try to educate Taylor a little bit on stuff. Okay? So that's, what, that's how we're going to do it. Educate in. Mike's going to tell me why I'm wrong, why my opinions are incorrect. I am going to be very respectful of your opinions, no matter how incorrect they are. Absolutely. Um, okay, Taylor, you give us your thoughts. So th- this is this is a, a Taylor original. How did you feel about Star Trek Enterprise episode one? It was okay. I didn't. All right, like- that's enough from you. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I just, like, you guys know my feelings on like American imperialism and like mm-hmm. exceptionalism and patriotism, and that's one of the main reasons why I don't like Marvel movies. Um. And like, oh yeah, this American, like, he's ready to go into space. The whole world is holding him back. It's his, you know, it's his right to go into space. Like, the Vulcans are wrong for holding them back. And then, like, I know that was the whole premise of the episode was to say, like, see all of the, like, the... The Vulcan lady, whatever her name is. She's like, see, these are all the reasons why you shouldn't go to space. And I'm like, exactly. I side with the Vulcans. Americans are so annoying. So I was like, that was pretty like, I'm like, yep, the Vulcans were right. This series shouldn't even exist. Americans shouldn't be allowed to go into space. Earthlings are bad. But um, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's let, let's only, let it go. Wait, wait, wait. But, but wait. But there's only there's only like two Americans on the ship. Like, what are you talking? Like, they're they're. Yes, I get humanity. I thought they were all American except the guy with the British accent and the Vulcan. and Hoshi. Hoshi is not from from America. She was. I mean, she was teaching in Brazil, but she's not from America. Like, where's she from? Where she was born. Uh, she was born. I can't remember the name of the, it. was in Japan, but I don't remember the name of the the town that she's born in well she has a very americanized accent well she probably went to school in the states like probably so my apologies i didn't realize she was from japan but you have to as a as a interloper in this series she came off as very american okay i see and i had no idea they were in brazil i just assumed she was in hawaii yeah she was teaching she was teaching in brazil she was teaching because she's a linguistic student that's where it happened anyway it doesn't matter continue continue to talk about your overall thoughts on the show so yeah i didn't like the action scenes i was really bored like dan was like are you watching and i'm like (laughs) he didn't say it like that He'll be mad if he overheard me, but he would. He did say, "Like, are you watching right now?" And I'm like, "No, I I credit him for trying to keep you on track." (laughs) No, Dan comes off as a hero, Taylor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so I didn't love the action scenes. Like it was very like early 2000s. Everybody knows how I feel about CGI. Like very poor CGI. Um. And the thing, so Dan asked, like, would I keep watching? And I said. Oh, I don't know. And he said, you'll keep watching for to see when the Vulcan ends up with the Southern guy, which is that was the only thing I said. Wow, Dan, like they have such chemistry. It is only a matter of time before they hook up. So I immediately went to the Wikipedia page. That was probably when Dan asked me if I was watching or not. (laughs) And I skipped ahead. During the episode, you went to Wikipedia. (laughs) And like 
lo and behold, guess what? They shack up. So I don't know. The writers don't really know what a slow boil is. Like a slow, you know what I mean? Like they, well, it's simmer. Like, it take it. No, now it does take them. It takes them three seasons. But it was very obvious that they were going to. Oh, together. for sure. Oh, yeah, Lubing each other two, up those, with no, that weird. <laughs> oh, you've been exposed to spores. Go into this dark room. They turn the lights off to put on the stuff, and then turn the lights back on to leave. Like yeah. what? <laughs> what? What the heck? Anyways, that was the main thing that I was interested in. Right. <laughs> Those two. And then I had to keep asking Dan, like, what's a space boomer? Dan didn't know. What's that? That's, that's new to the series. That is, that is like, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't know. And, uh, yeah, like, it's all right. It was okay. I just, like, guys, I don't, like, you set yourselves up for failure when you make me watch these things you know that aren't for me. Like, I don't mind, like, I think I would really like the first original series from the 60s because, mm. like, I like camp. Like, mm, just like true. I'm sure, like, I would like the original Batman, you know, from the 60s. Like, that's much more my speed. This, like, we're going to take space travel so seriously. Like, whatever. Like, I don't even like the real space race. <laughs> like, stupid. I think space travel's stupid. So, anyways. That's Taylor's track through whatever we just watched. Enterprise. Broken broken bow. Mike is trying to not cry. A space boomer refers to someone who was born in space on the sort of shuttle system that they were using at the time to get cargo and supplies from the planets that they were colonizing. Yeah, I kind of... wasn't Wasn't born in America... He was born in Well, they all have American accents, Mike. Well, that's just because it was filmed in, in America, <laughs> and it's a Hollywood thing. But yes, they're, technically, the ship is, and Star Trek does this all the time, is made up for people who were born everywhere on the planet. They didn't do a very good job of setting that up for me. Okay. Yeah, there is something interesting about the three main like uh, male characters all being a white guy, but with a slightly different accent, <laughs> whether it's very american very southern or very british is like for those is like those three kind of set up and the um, southern guy and scott whatever his name is the time traveling no guy named scott the <laughs> oh, actor scott bacula they kind of look the same so that's t- that was tricky <laughs> um okay I don't know. So, okay. All right. We, Tyler, please give me your responses. Though. Okay. So, yeah. So, I have a, a couple of different thoughts. It's like, for the one thing is that while I was really, I was very interested in doing this episode, um, not because I thought Taylor was going to, to like this. In, in fact, I figured that Enterprise might not be the best way to go because it was so similar to actual, like, space, like the actual space race of the, it's like, a, it's like we're, you can actually see the connective tissue between this series and the actual shuttles that we have now and whatnot. Um, but I did, I wasn't looking forward to this episode because I was interested just to get your opinion on some things. And one of them was this as- this aspect of it that has kind of been an unfortunate part of all of Star Trek because it was originally made in the 1960s. This idea of kind of like pseudo-human imperialism of like them going out into the stars. Um, 
And what's kind of neat is that by later Star Trek, it's like at that stage, like humans have very much integrated themselves into a much larger community. It's no longer just humans going out there. There is no America anymore. There is none of that sort of stuff. But at the beginning here, I think you can definitely get that feeling that we are looking at the kind of connective tissue of humans going manifest destiny. We belong in the stars. We're going to go out Mm -hmm. there. And Mm -hmm. what I really like is that this episode did actively call into question whether or not they do belong in space. And the episode was willing to let the Vulcan be right the majority of the time, but at the same time showcase that like maybe through that like wonderful human like ability to just kind of like bungle your way through something that you could eventually find a place for yourself in this large, larger thing. So I, I loved that setup of that. I'm, I was, and that's really what drew me into the episodes that followed the characters. I'm sure will gain more texture as they go through at the beginning. They are effectively their position and a sentence or two as like, or even just an accent. Um, the only one that really is like, I gravitate towards was to Paul and trip. The two is like the two people it's like, um, who we've already mentioned, um, that are gonna fall in love. That are gonna go fall in love <laughs> is like is like which is which yeah I I remembered that scene even from as like high school as being like wow that was risque for a Star Trek thing okay <laughs> and episode one like what what the heck slow it down slow your roll you got time you got time to do the lube up scene exactly this needs to be like x-files or bones we need to be like waiting for years to figure out if this is gonna (laughs) amount to anything (laughs) uh but yeah in in closing like characters okay i think there's something interesting there the placement of this and kind of what they're going to do with it in terms of trying to find a role for the uh, for humanity in the universe is the stuff that really intrigued me and that's the stuff that i think i'll come back to the series for yeah, I think that what you're describing is kind of what pulls me to it. It's it's what this series does and kind of go off of Taylor's point of the things that you hate, Taylor, um, is it tries to say, yes, humanity has made a lot of mistakes with imperialism, colonization and all of that. Now we're trying to venture out and explore, but do it in a better way. And what I like about this series is it is that connective tissue between Star Trek where they've already figured it all out and they know exactly how to not interfere and they know what they're doing and getting from kind of A to B, getting from where we are now to theirs. Like there's a way to explore and and learn things and better oneself without destroying other cultures in the process. And that's what they have to learn how to do in this series, which I is kind of what drew me to it and, and what I liked. Again, I, I will agree. I think in terms of Star Trek pilots, this one wouldn't even be the one that I would say, okay, this is the absolute best pilot. I did feel that the one thing you got in this that you, I don't think you get an encounter at Farpoint is a pretty clear explanation of who they are, what they're doing, and what they're doing out here. Whereas I think encounter at Farpoint, just like the original series, is like, they're on a ship, let's go. Like, it's a little bit more like we're, we're just out and you got to figure it out as we go in the series. Whereas I felt that this episode, what it did do a decent job at was giving us the three main characters that we're going to be spending time with mostly for the next, well, they assumed four, seven years, but ended up being four, is T'Pol, Trip, and Captain Archer. Because they wanted the three, the three people, like they were trying to recapture the Bones, Spock, Kirk relationship mm-hmm. and have the three of them. 
So that's kind of what I think drew me towards this and, and why I picked it. Uh, obviously wrong. We need to clearly get Taylor on the, but now we've got it. So Taylor signed up for the original series. We'll watch Encounter at Firepoint and we've got to watch Deep Space Nine because Taylor just agreed to all of that. So we might as well round it out and be a Voyager. So this is the first of a five episode series that we will be doing over time where Taylor will watch every Star Trek pilot. And then at the end, we'll rate them based upon which ones Taylor you think are actually decent pilots. Okay. So that's what we're doing. All right. So signed up. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, so that you just strong armed me like you did the the linguist, the linguist in the yes, <laughs> yes. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to even go on the on the ship. Yeah. But he, and then he, he made her kind of um, tricked her. Well, he he tempted her with all the cool new Klingon language. What was confusing to me was she was speaking Klingon. My my subtitles said she was speaking Klingon. And then he plays the recorder and it says Klingon. And she goes, what's that? And he goes, it's Cause, Klingon. Because <laughs> the subtitle was wrong. She wasn't speak. She was speaking a different language. She wasn't okay. speaking Klingon. At the, the, that I know the subtitle is wrong because the person who did it doesn't know anything. They just know, oh, it's Star Trek. There's probably Klingons in here. Um, they don't know. She was speaking a completely different alien language. And then to try to teach her students like she was teaching class and then archer shows up she'd never heard klingon before no right, one had. So i was really confused, no one had ever met a klingon. i was like she was literally just speaking klingon why is she yeah. what the heck yeah that's because the <laughs> subtitle person is stupid yeah that wasn't wow great. I, I was also confused about that and was wondering if it was like she had never heard a native speaker of klingon and had only heard from like vulcan like the vulcan kind of like database right. is like the, the best was way to do different... it like only dialect this is the first time humans ever see klingons mm -hmm. they have no idea what they are like they they have no that's why that the the funny scene of that they call he calls them a klingot the klingot yeah yeah it's a klingot and the vulcan's like it's a klingon stupid human <laughs> right? why like what's his rank dan and i were chuckling about that whose rank uh scott bakula where he's just like he's, he's a captain he's, he's doing captain. whatever the heck he wants he's like he's the captain i'm gonna single-handedly <laughs> patch the outside of that ship dan was like where are the scientists who are well, the because, ones who okay. are running the I, okay. and then i can answer that question and then and I wait one other example mike and then you know the klingon at the beginning he's in the medical like he's getting mm -hmm. medical treatment scott bakula just walks into the operating theater Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so number one number one number one the captain he's the captain of the ship so he in theory knows he, he knows quite a bit about the operation of it and can do fix and whatever you're this is also star trek like we've never seen before where there's only 80 people on the ship there's not like several hundred and it's closer to how astronauts would be now where they have to do multiple jobs because they there's not enough people. So he he may be a captain, but it's a little bit more hands-on because it's closer to now. So hands-on, he can disrupt medical treatment? No, they no. That, so that was to answer question one. That was to answer question one. Question two, he wasn't supposed to barge in there. And that's part of his eagerness to get out there. Because he's so, he's so angry at the Vulcans because his father dies before he ever got to see this engine go anywhere but she thought was unfair so oh i know mike they heavy-handedly <laughs> your father should have been here no, to see that <laughs> i'm not defending it i'm saying that's what makes an interesting character like he's a flawed person he's, i automatically hated him yeah and the first episode frankly he's not a very likable person and that's what was so intriguing is star trek always had these clean 
characters where they they were the virtuous people and everyone else was the the screwed up ones and we have to go fix problems and solve things but we have such a higher you know we've evolved so far this is a a absolute flawed human being who's reacting emotionally who's prejudiced against all vulcans who's so sick and tired of all the delays that when they're like well he's like dead or whatever well, is he dead and he run and the guy he's not even dead he's just he knows how vulcans speak he knows that vulcans aren't very precise, even though they claim to be. He's trying to understand what's going on. No, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have barged in there, but he did. So it's just a character thing. That's that's why. Tyler is just <laughs> dying over there. Well, it's just... There's <laughs> <laughs> an answer to that question. Well, you want me to explain the gel? I'll explain the gel. So when they have, when they have bio... Oh, no. At this point in time, they don't, have, they don't have the ability to filter out biotoxins. So they have to have some sort of an area where you go through basically a quarantine. But because they can't quarantine people for like a week, they have this gel that gets rid of things on the surface of the skin without damaging it. But it needs to be exposed to, exposed to intense heat in order to get rid of everything to make sure they don't bring anything on the ship. Okay? There How come go. only Trip and the Vulcan had to do that? That I don't know. That I don't know. <laughs> that is the convenience of screenwriting. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was just they wanted to put these two characters together. In a like, sexy situation. Wanted. Yeah, yeah, because they know what sells. Okay, Taylor? That mm-hmm. They know what sells. What it is a strangely, what like... Trekkies need? Well, it is a strangely, like, multi-purpose scene in the way that it is actually, like, a character beat. You are learning mm-hmm. about their two respective, like, personalities, like, how they are going to interact with each other, what they think about their philosophies with each other. At the same time, you are is it getting, like, uh, for, like, regular Star Trek fans, you are seeing this kind of idea that, like, yeah, in the future, they already know about, they have, like, weird things in the transporters that are able to get rid of diseases and stuff like that. So we're going back to a much more analog period where you had to decontaminate every time you came on the ship. And then, yeah, they're also pandering. It's like, it's like doing some hardcore fan service. True. I, I, and true, but I, I respect a show or a movie that at least tries to make those things work as opposed to the random scene in, in the star Trek into darkness where the woman's just standing in her bra for no reason, right? Yeah, like they, did, they didn't even make it. They didn't even make an attempt. They at least in this one, there's a philosophical debate and discussion going on between two characters here. Um, Taylor was probably checking Wikipedia, but <laughs> it was an interesting. It's an interesting dynamic of and that what Taylor's pointing out here, and Tyler, what you're you're saying would draw you to the show is exactly what to me makes the show interesting. You don't belong in space yet. You're not ready. You're bringing your ideals in and the Vulcan basically there to watch them. And they're not wrong. And that's what I like about Star Trek. Star Trek is not afraid to do exactly what Taylor you're doing and saying, this is not good. This is wrong. And we're going to show you how they need to correct themselves. I guess I'm a and Vulcan. themselves and grow. Yeah, I think you are a Vulcan. I 100% think you're, you're a Vulcan. For sure. That's a compliment, by the way. Is that, oh, does that mean that in this episode, your is like Taylor Spock, Mike's McCoy, and then I get to be Kirk? Is that what's happening here? We got the emotional. Oh, definitely. One side, I'm for sure McCoy. On the other. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's just me in the in the middle, looking back and forth, going, "Yeah, those are good points all around." But, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you're basically you're saying good points all around, and then you're reframing it in a better way. I'm just yelling at Spock. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm for sure I'm just like, are you out of your Vulcan mind? Like, that's all I'm saying to Taylor and you're, yes, you're keeping the show together, Tyler. That's why we brought you here. You're keeping us oh, on a road. Could you imagine what this episode would be like if you weren't here? <laughs> it'd be it'd be the same, just there would be less laughter in the background as things are happening. 
<laughs> There'd be like more fear of listeners being like, are they actually mad at each other? Like, is this the end of Screaming at Kingston? Are we witnessing the end? Okay. <laughs> where the two of them just never speak again. No, I can respect that. And I knew Taylor that this wouldn't be a cup of tea. I didn't think of it the way you just framed it in terms of you like the camp. I kind of forgot that aspect. I was trying to pick something that was the most accessible viewing. Story-wise, I guess. Exactly, story-wise. But the fact that now that you say that, I my brain kind of switches and goes, actually, yes. If there's one thing I do know about you is you do respond to camp. And you respond, <laughs> respond to that in a positive way. Well, you do. You, you you're more well responsive to camp. To camp. You're, you don't respond. Well, yeah, you don't respond well to space. No. Like you don't. It, it doesn't matter what the context is. You don't respond well to America. It doesn't matter what the context is. That's what, like there's things I don't respond well to. Right? Her smell, number yeah. one. Click with the big red dog. <laughs> CGI animals. Um, what was that movie about the California Christmas people? That was it. Like, California things, Christmas. You know. Is that what it was called? Yeah, oh, California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah. um. I will say Dan showed me a, a, a clip of Captain Kirk attacking like a reptile person with shiny oh, yeah. shorts. The Gorn. The Gorn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's stupid, but I'd watch more of that. More of that. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess next time we're doing a different uh, Star Trek. And like um, those little fluffy things that like. The tribbles. Yeah. Grow in the ship. <laughs> fluffy things. <laughs> Tribble, with, the trouble with tribbles would be a pretty great episode as an indication though it is it is very accessible for a show that was made in the 60s yes i agree there's just certain episodes that i just don't think would resonate if, unless you've been are already a fan of star trek like i think you have to really pick an original series episode and be very poignant about which one you pick yeah to introduce someone for the first time well, especially if like the American imperialism undertones is like a, is a problem. The, I think the original series probably has the worst of that because it was made in the sixties during the Cold War, and a lot of the things <laughs> they say were progressive and trans is like transgressive against the usual in terms of like maybe the Russians aren't terrible. Maybe we should be changing our, how we're doing things. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. be arming small nations to fight our wars from us. All of that sort of stuff within Star Trek, but at the same time, there was also just this very like like quasi American kind of paint over everything that Starfleet did. Yeah. And so I think that that would probably be harder to stomach in that series than it would even possibly in this one. Yeah. And I think the original, like they got away from that in next generation and even more so in deep space. Nine. like, I think deep space nine to me is one of the ones that I look at on par with next generation of this is what Star Trek supposed to be. Mm. It's way more diverse. It talks about things in, in a much clearer way. It challenges ways of thinking and a lot of that imperialism is gone like they really focus on different things and different aspects and like the good qualities of what the federation and starfleet are supposed to stand for so especially when it's like picard versus the federation it's like the ideals of the individual versus the political reasons why decisions are made and i think that that's why those series kind of make more sense so the, the point of this and i would say to kind of Come to the end-ish of this episode because there's a few things I want to I want to uh, announce what's coming up next in the podcast. I think I want to end things off by just basically saying Taylor clearly needs to watch more Star Trek. Yeah. And it, it needs to I be thought you were going series. to affirm me. I thought you were going to say Taylor, good job. <laughs> well, good job I for would... doing this against you know even though you don't like it. Good job. Okay, good, good, good job. I, I, I second that. Good job, Taylor. Way to be. 
<laughs> good job, you. It was it was so hard for you to watch two hours of Star Trek. That was that was okay. Good job, Taylor. Thank you for like, your. I, your I was hot kind of take. interested if Taylor liked if you liked the Sulaban, like the the actual main aliens in this, like because it was like they were mostly makeup, less CGI. Although their weird like body horror yeah, contortions were pretty bad. Yeah, and yeah. that weird time thing they were doing. Yeah, like did you like that stuff was actually very like like horror element like there was like there's even like a shot in this that's done in like infrared with them like in the in the like when the ship is kind of in blackout and these things yeah. are crawling on the ceiling and stuff like that like, like oh maybe taylor will gravitate towards this this aspect of it yeah they were cool and it was cool about um the temporal cold war kind of lost the plot on that <laughs> don't know if that was resolved that episode couldn't tell you but that was well, cool. They're setting up a series, Taylor. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember if it was resolved or not. So like that no. guy, that shadow man, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, I was wondering if that stuff, especially that room with like the weird temporal stuff, especially because the, like, the filmmaking changes so drastically as soon as Archer is like walking through the ship and then he turns and notices this room at the end of a hallway and immediately everything shifts to be a little bit more creepy. And I'm like, oh, I'm, gra- I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with this. This is good. <laughs> Yeah, that was, like, that stuff is, I guess, like, like, my storytelling, I like, like, I guess I like mystery more than action. You know what I mean? Like, if they spent more time trying to problem solve this mystery man and less shootout, yeah. Yeah, but. definitely the next generation might be the show for you. Then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> a lot more mystery, a lot less shooting. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I have a few things I want to go over um, and, and Taylor, I just want to announce to people some of the stuff we have going on for the coming weeks. Um, just because, I don't know if either of you knew this, but the Golden Globes have already happened. Yep. No, I didn't um, know that. They just happened online and they just released a list, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think, like, that, I just saw there was winners. People have list. already won? Yeah, people have already won. Okay. The Golden Globes are over. Um, so by the time by the time this episode comes out, um, because we pre-record this by a day, um, today the golden the Oscar nominations will be out. Oh. Um, so next week's episode, we're gonna re- we're gonna go over and talk about some of the Oscar nominations and look at all the movies that we we need to be watching over the next month or so. But also, we do have a special guest coming on next week. And Taylor, do you want to tease the cool thing that we're doing? Very excited. So um, people were so responsive to our movie clubs. We thought we would do something wild and do a book club movie club hybrid. So friend of the show, friend of Taylor, Katie, wrote in. Well, she actually messaged me. And she asked, can I come on and do a book adaptation episode? And I thought, that's amazing. Love that idea. But let's read the book together but we chose a book if you're not a very big reader we chose an easy book (laughs) (laughs) or an easier book because we want everyone to participate as much as as much as possible mike are we announcing katie's going to be on next week to announce the to announce it yeah the book in the movie so i won't say what yeah katie's coming on the show next week so half the episode next week we'll we'll dissect the oscars and all the nominations and give ourselves homework of what movies we have to watch. And then Katie's going to announce what book and movie. And we basically are giving everybody about a month or so. We're giving everyone a couple of weeks to watch the movie, read the book, and then we're all going to get back and, and talk about it in March. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. We we basically got to kill some time, Tyler. Like that's. Well, what yeah, you know, I, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, we got we don't time is an ocean. Have, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have a lot going on movie wise. Um, and then uh, after that, so kind of in between, where you know we'll, we'll have Katie on next week, we'll announce it, and then episodes in between, we're going to be talking to some great people from the Kingston Canadian Film Festival. They're going to be coming on our show. Um, the Kingston Canadian Film Festival is the first week of March. So the kind of two episodes leading up to it, we're going to talk to a, a couple of the, the filmmakers, producers um, of the festival in general and talk about the Kingston Canadian Film Festival. We haven't had anyone from them on the show before. So they're going to be coming on to kind of wrap up the month. And then we'll be back in March with the end of the, the book movie club, getting to the Oscars talk because the Oscars will be around there. And then guess what? Probably more Star Trek. That's what I'm <laughs> That's 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 the plan for the for the next month and a bit. I just wanted to go through that, but while we had time, um, so that's kind of the plan. I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited to to see about this this book movie club thing. That's going to be kind of cool. People have responded to our movie clubs before, so it's kind of a neat idea. We'll see where that goes. Tyler, um, are you jealous that you didn't think of that idea? Oh yeah, hundred like, <laughs> percent. I, I hadn't even considered multimedia in all of my different ideas of trying to figure out what was going to be the next thing. You know, I do lie awake at night trying to figure out what can I tell Screening Kingston to do next. <laughs> you, you better, because someone has to keep coming up with these ideas. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we we did promise people we bring back movies from a hat. So we've got to get back to that. Oh, oh, Taylor, I found them. I was just going to ask. <laughs> I found them. I, I, well, I was cleaning up and sorting through some things j- just this past weekend. I opened something and I was like, oh, there they are. All the pieces of paper crumbled uh, in a corner. So I, I found them. <laughs> Excellent. So we can, we can definitely bring that back. Um, we're getting, we're getting to the end here. Um, Tyler, thank you for, for coming and, and doing this. It, it, much appreciated to have you uh, to reframe some of the stuff that Taylor's saying. Um, so I can just uh, sit back and calm myself down. So thank you for balancing us out, Tyler. You're you're always welcome on the show. Any pl- is it my pleasure. I will be your Kirk any day. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and we, we, you'll come back for some Star Trek talk for sure. We'll do more of this. Um, and Taylor, yes, thank you, Taylor, for for sticking by Star Trek and actually watching it. Uh, we do we do appreciate it, and I know our fans appreciate it because they they love to hear your thoughts on it. So thank you, Taylor. Excellent. Tyler has a great way of softening our edges, eh, Mike? Yeah, it's true. Honestly, <laughs> if he didn't come on the show, I think we would have been canceled because I think we would have had another episode like last week. Like it would have been, it would not have been, uh, it would not have been. You're coming in hot. Yeah, you know, the emotions yeah, it's, are it's running just high. Been a, yeah, it's been a rough week and a half. It's just yeah. been, it's just been, I don't, I don't even know what to say and do about it anymore. It's just, it's just been rough. So this, this was good timing and Tyler, you saved the show once again. So <laughs> well, once we'll again, there, there is there is a thing in science called a buffer, which is something that is like allow it keeps pHs of a solution is like pretty like constant, despite the attempts to add a massive amount of acid or base and like to pull it one way or the other. So oh. it's nice we can but it's like be a buffer to like kind of yeah. keep everything at least close to neutral pH as we go through (laughs) the the screening in Kingston buffer. Um, So thank you. Thank you, everybody. More Star Trek talk to come. We promise we'll eventually get the deep space nine. I know that came up a couple of times for people, but we will, we will get to that. Taylor, you will watch more Star Trek as long as our fans request it. So keep requesting it. And, uh, and Taylor will be back, but thank you everybody for, for tuning in this week. Go stream some movies.
Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.